Welcome to the Young, Dumb, and Love podcast, where we talk about all things marriage. Our goal is to help equip you to have a marriage that is better than you have ever imagined by sharing real life experiences, getting into the nitty gritty, and sharing practical ways you can start today. Let's dive in. Listen to me. <laughs> this, this, we weren't going to talk about. Do you ever, I feel like this is super relevant. Do you okay. ever listen to a song? Yeah. That we used to listen to when we were like, we're our daughter's age. Mm-hmm. She's 11, almost 12. Yep. Or a little older. And think, who in the heck <laughs> let, let me, me listen, listen to, to this song? <laughs> That's so real. Like, that happens all I the time. I was singing Madonna, like, like a virgin. Whoa. Touched for the virgin. I had no idea. <laughs> or like some of the Britney Spears songs. or and yeah. Honestly, all the songs. I am, so many of the we're songs. officially old parents now because we have become our parents. Actually, our parents are just like, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, what is that song? I'm like, this is so inappropriate. But no, like you totally were bopping as a kid, right? To the song. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, I can't believe I didn't even my know parents that's what I was like- saying. <laughs> oh man. That's so real. Yeah. Hey, you remember that one time when we were uh, celebrating our fifth year anniversary? And we decided to get a little, have a little fun, right? Yeah. And we're like, we're going to go into Seattle and we're going to have a great dinner and we're going to have such a good time. And uh, we couldn't find parking. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're literally yelling, yelling at each at other. Yelling at each other in a parking garage <laughs> in, a parking in Seattle. In our like anniversary. how trashy were we? <laughs> We're the couple that everyone's like, don't look at them. Don't I just keep walking. Them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, that was a horrible day. It the was, rest of the day was horrible. It, it was, was the ruined. worst. I don't even remember. I don't remember anything else after nope. that moment. Locked it out. Yeah. That was the worst anniversary Fought. ever. It was so, so great. <laughs> Pretty sure it was we a good weren't time, having though. dessert that it night, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> zero dessert that night. That's for sure. Oh, my Did goodness. not happen. Yeah, no. Well, we've Lame. grown. We've, we've come a long ways. Now we, we can quietly look at each other and just know exactly what we're thinking before we even have to say it. We never have to. And we just know what's happening. So mad. Yeah. We just go, are we okay? Are we good? Let's let's work on this. Like yesterday, (laughs) Julian's like, Hey, you good? You good? Like, you know, it was just like, just gently. But yeah, I'm good. Um, okay. This week, (laughs) I hope you grabbed the freebie that we have for you. If you haven't already, it's still there. Um, but we've been talking a lot about, we talked about boundaries and then we talked about vision and yeah. how do you, how do you come up with vision for your marriage? Mm-hmm. How do you set tangible goals? How do you dream big and kind of the whole system of being able to do that, right? Like yeah. how do you essentially reverse engineer your goals so you can have actionable steps mm-hmm. to accomplish those goals? Yep. And, you know, we've received so much feedback. It's been so, so many great conversations, mm-hmm. so many funny interesting things that people say, but very, very. Um, but one common kind of theme that Mm -hmm. we could pull out is that some people are like, how do I approach a conversation with my spouse without sounding controlling Mm -hmm. or like I'm confronting them or, you know, like, okay, cute idea, Brittany and Julian, (laughs) but we can hardly be in a room together right now. (laughs) Not us. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, cause that's a very real thing. And yeah. I, I think the one thing I never want to do is make people think like, oh man, I, that, I could never do that. Like that doesn't apply to me. Like I also want to speak to those people that are like, gosh, we're so far from being able to do that. Yeah. 
like, what are some tips, you know, for that? So true. Yep. So, I mean, are you asking me what no, are some no, tips no, no, for no. that? Okay. I'm just saying like, no, sometimes Julian's like, oh, okay, are you, it's my turn to are you, talk. Oh no. But one thing people say, she say, always yeah, talks. Say something right now. I'm like, babe, talk more. Um, but like I said, no, you know, so this true. sounds great, but there's so much tension maybe in mm-hmm. their marriage right now. So that's, yeah. you know, this will be good and applicable for any marriage, but really those of you who are like, man, there's so much tension in our marriage right now. Mm-hmm. We're so frustrated. There's so much bitterness. This is really a conversation around that. For sure. Well, I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute then. Um, One of the things that we probably should do better as couples in general is finding time to actually have real conversations, you know? And so with kids, school, work, everything that we're doing, taking care of the house, like life just gets busy and we we almost forget that we're married, right? And you look at your spouse and you're going, oh yeah, I'm married. Uh, hey, <laughs> how you doing? My name's Julian. Uh, yeah. Nice well, to meet we you. We do it as a joke, but for some people, it's not a joke. Like they for look sure. at their spouse, like, you know, if we've had a really busy week or whatever, we'll like, you know, shake hands and jokingly be like, yeah. hi, I'm Julian. Hi, I'm Brittany. As yeah. a, as a joke. Basically ourselves. it's saying, yeah. hey, we've been so busy. It's nice to actually get some FaceTime for with sure. you. Um, it's a nice way of pointing out like, hey, maybe we should actually like talk or yeah. spend time together. But yeah. the, you know, there are couples that are like, uh, yeah, we don't can barely talk. even talk. There's, yeah, yeah, there's tension yeah. in their yep. lives. Yep. So what do we do then? So obviously we've talked about how it's so important to, to build vision and grow in your relationship with each other. But yeah. what, what is the first thing we need to do, um, to get the ball rolling? Cause I think that's the hardest part sometimes is just getting the momentum going, right? Like just yeah. let's start spinning the wheels and eventually yeah. we'll get to the destination where we're trying to go. Yeah. And like you just mentioned, a lot of people are in turmoil and they don't, they're not even talking and they're not even in relationships. Yeah. So, uh, so what would you say the yeah. first step um, to initiate that kind of conversation with your spouse. Yeah. Um, and probably more particularly, uh, in direction of, um, they're not getting along right now. They don't know how to even have a conversation. Like what would be the first step for somebody to get that started? Well, I mean, I think one, like, well, I want to kind of share this first before we jump into that, but I read this thing and it talked about, cause I think it's a few different things. If you are having a hard time, like if your spouse walks in the room and you realize there's a change like in your posture or mm-hmm. you feel tension all of a sudden mm, yeah. or some bitterness or anger, like pay attention to that feeling. Yeah. Like, am I feeling annoyed by them? Yeah. Even if they're not doing anything. Yeah. I'm just annoyed. There's just this, I'm, something in my body is telling Changes, me I'm annoyed, yeah. I'm bothered, and I don't even really know why. Or you maybe you do know why, but yeah. it's when they come in the room or when they're around. And a lot of times in marriage, and this is in a a marriage book that I've read, is it talks about how, you know, when you're first married, there's really no wall maybe between the two of you. But Mm -hmm. over time, you know, you start like bricks just start piling up, you know, one by one. And and it could be seemingly small stuff, but it could also be big stuff, you know, arguments, disagreements, um, feeling unloved, unworthy, um, feeling not respected or honored. And it's just like these bricks keep going. So, you know, like picture there's these, it's brick wall between me and you right here and we can't see each other. We can't hear each other. We don't touch each other. And, and really that's kind of analogy of what we're talking about. Like there's just this wall and you are thinking, how do we knock down this wall? Mm -hmm. And just as much as it took time to build up that wall, it's going to take time and And work more time and effort to, like take those bricks down. Yep. 
you know? And, and like I said, like when you feel like our bodies are such good, like indicators of how we're feeling, yeah. you know, and we could tune into like those, like, like alarm systems that our body has, you know, mm-hmm. and listening to like, okay, when Julian walks in, I'm, I'm annoyed nice. and I don't know why, yeah. or I feel bitter or I feel frustrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if you're feeling like that, like that kind of analogy, um, you know, like you're feeling that first you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. It's you good. Know? So that you want me to keep going. Yeah. Keep going. That's no, you're on a roll. Thing. This is good. Don't <laughs> I'm stop. On, I'm on a roll. This is why everyone says I talk too much. Um, you don't. <laughs> but it's true. You have to acknowledge, you have to acknowledge that it. there's and, an issue. And here's, you know, this was, I'm definitely, if, if you haven't learned, I'm a visual person, I'm a visual learner. So I also give a lot of like picture ideas, Yes. but you know, if you're feeling this way, there's a bitter root that has taken place in your heart mm-hmm. towards your spouse and roots grow deeper and deeper and deeper, you know? And so, um, like when we first moved into this house here in Arizona, one of the wall, like the outside walls, like literally was covered oh. with vines. Like they really loved yeah. plants. Not just the wall, but like our entire backyard was covered. Oh, our, it was a whole thing. It but, was a whole thing. But the front, there was a whole wall with vines, yeah. right? You could not see what was behind the wall. Like you knew the wall was there, but you mm-hmm. couldn't see it. Yep. And oftentimes that happens in marriage is mm-hmm. like, there's so many root, like bitterness and frustration and anger and all these things are intertwined. And all these vines and are just growing. And you can't see your spouse anymore behind mm-hmm. that. Like you don't see the person you fell in love with. Yeah. You don't see, you don't remember that love, that feeling. And that's scary. Mm. Um, you know, but those are bitter roots that have like grown. Yeah. Um, Look at my phone because I have notes and I want to make sure I say that. <laughs> but that's um, so good. That's such a good analogy because, we, I mean, we've seen it all over the world where there's beautiful homes and then these vines just grow all, all over. And it's I love watching videos where they tear down tear down the the vines and you can see what's behind the the walls. Oh, it's crazy. Like uh, what was that one show um, where they would remake a house, or make oh, you know the extreme Chip and Joanna makeover, yeah, oh, extreme makeover okay, like, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Where they would take an old house, they would take something that yeah. was there before and was beautiful at one time, yeah. take down all the crap that built up, yeah. built up over time, and then remade it and built something brand new. And I feel like that's such a good analogy because yeah. that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. And when time goes on and communication stops and you you stop connecting the way that you do. Um, you are allowing things to grow and take over in your life and you forget what was actually there in the first place. And so when we tear those down, we're able to start rebuilding and replenishing the things that were uh, there. It might not ever be exactly the same, but we can put new texture on it. We can help it new paint and new things that'll help it move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's just when you've allowed that bitterness for so long, it's going to take time mm-hmm. to untangle it, you know, mm-hmm. and it is like, it's an untangling. Yeah. It's a, it's a, might feel like a mess, but you really have lost sight Ugh, of what's behind so it. So true. You know, like I didn't know what that wall looked like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it takes time. So that was like that. And it's going to take time to untangle it. So how do we untangle the vines to see the beauty? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was really like <laughs> writing these notes. Yeah, today. you were. Um, but like I said, acknowledge it, take a hard look inside. It's okay. The truth is where to start. Yeah. Um, 
one thing before, and then you can totally share, but I read that anger and bitterness are really secondary emotions often to the first, when we default to anger or being bitter because we don't want to deal with the first emotion Mm. that comes up. Yeah. So maybe fear instead, we just get angry for sure. Maybe abandonment. We just get angry because we're more comfortable being angry than we are actually digging into the I'm feeling this way because, so we yeah. just go straight to being like mad. Yeah. You know? And that's a wall. That's a wall. That that you oh put yeah. Up. Yeah. Totally. That's so crazy. Um, that's, that's so good. Uh, I was thinking about the untangling that you just said, like, what does yeah. it take to untangle things? And, you know, as a guy who, um, has had to untangle many ropes or the worst part is Christmas time is about to be here and we're about <laughs> to pull out all of our Christmas lights and I'm going to have to untangle every single light from our tree because they stopped working completely and I cannot figure it out. So last year we had a half lit tree, uh, <laughs> entire Christmas, but not this year. This year, we're going to retangle that thing, uh, untangle Untangle it and and reweave the lights into it. But it's what I've learned with untangling is that it takes time. Yeah. Um, It takes patience, Patience. right? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, It takes figuring out. You have to follow the path on which it was tangled. Um, And so even like with cords and ropes and different things like that, that have been tangled up in our lives. Um, it's always a moment where you have to find the source of where it is and, and work backwards in a way you go, okay, this is where it's at. So how can I take this piece and take it from here to there? And that takes a lot of time, effort and takes, um, being meticulous in what you're doing. And so thank God for you. Cause I'd have just been like, (laughs) put the tree at the dumpster, go to Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I love about you like yeah. you're saying, like I'm there's willing, so much yeah. m- being meticulous, meticulous, patient. Yeah. Yeah. And Whew. that's what you have to do in your relationship. Yeah. You have to be meticulous. Yep. You have to be patient. Um, you have to be willing to put in the work yeah. and the time. And it's not going to happen in our today's world where you want everything to happen immediately. Yeah. You, you have to take the time to allow it to be untangled and figure out uh, what's wrong, what the actual yeah. issue is. And once you figure out the issue, you're able to unwind and untangle and make it the way that it's supposed to be again. Yeah. Well, and I mean, really the untangling so that you can see what it was like before, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So you can go, Oh, that's what it was. And yep. a lot of times, you know, we have completely lost sight of that person that we married mm-hmm. at some point. You looked at that person and you loved them. You admired them. You married them for a reason. You know, you don't usually make it down the aisle most of the time Mm -hmm. without really wanting to make it down the aisle. Like there's so many times, like so many ways you could decline, get out of it before you get married. You wanted to be with that person. So it's really, you know, one acknowledge like there's an issue here. Like I'm feeling bitter. I'm feeling frustrated. All of the time with yeah. this person, um, I've lost some of this feeling of wanting to stay with them or love them or be with them or dream with them, whatever that looks like. Um, so you have to start acknowledging and then to untangle and look for the things you love about your spouse. That's good. You know, and, yeah. and that can be hard when you're feeling bitter because you just feel bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, and, and, so, and how often does bitterness, anger, dissatisfaction, like yeah. those things are so much louder than just being oh, yes. okay. Like yeah. when we're happy, we don't think about 
anything. Like yeah. you go to a restaurant, you're you're most likely not going to leave a good review, but you're more likely to leave a That's bad review. So Our true. minds automatically think to the negative and we get mad about it and we want to talk about it and we want to, you know, um, yeah. say something about it. But when we're happy, it's just, we just live. <laughs> yeah. And so why is that? Like, why do we feel like we have to always focus on the negative and never on the positive things? And, yeah. and I would challenge yourself to think about that. Like, why am I always focusing on what isn't yeah. rather than what what is and what could be. Um, and when you can start to shift your mindset and really start to think like a person who's going to go, I'm going to look towards the future. I'm going to remember the good things. It, it, it shifts something inside your mind. But mm. us in humanity, we just tend to always focus and stick with the negative things. The negative. Yeah. 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 It's a, it, I mean, unfortunately, it is the human tendency to default to negativity. Mm -hmm. Um but you can you can change that you know over time if you try to default immediately to something positive you know you're going to train your brain to go nope think of something positive yeah. you know what i mean and like one of the best ways to train your brain to do that is when yeah. you have negative thoughts one of the best things for you to do is to think about something that you're grateful for right absolutely so yeah. negative Gratitude. negative i'm so frustrated about this but i oh, wait hold on i'm going to be grateful yeah i'm grateful that i do have a home to live yeah. in i'm grateful that i do have this i'm grateful that they have a job and they can pay our bills you know yeah. like whatever that is when you start yeah. to shift your mind like that i think it makes a huge difference yeah well and it's easy you know i mean and here's the thing like we like so much of what we, you know, do talk about on the podcast is definitely the broad sense of like, here's some, you know, really good steps you could do. But there, you know, there's couples that are like, we are, we're beyond maybe the simple steps, but it's like, you may have to untangle it and go, we need to go to marriage counseling, or we need yeah. to get into some sort of marriage coaching or marriage group, or go talk to someone and really have them help us untangle yeah. this. Yeah. Because sometimes it's to that point where it's like, we're not going to actually be able to do this by ourselves For sure. anymore. And so it's like, if you are listening to like, we might be at that point, like we want to encourage you, like get that extra help, get yeah. that, that extra set of, you know, hands in there to help you untangle it. Yeah. You know, whether that's marriage therapy or coaching or what that looks like, because there's a real reality that some of this is that far for sure. in. Um, but a couple questions, you know, if you're like, Hey, you know, I don't know if we're quite to maybe that point where it's like, we're not able to, you know, figure this out. I would say, ask yourself these questions. One, like, how does God see my spouse? Mm. Like if you're really struggling to find the good qualities in your spouse, yeah. cause you're, you know, blocked by bitterness or anger or frustration, like ask yourself, how does God see my spouse? Yeah. You know? Um, and then what are the things that I admire about my spouse? Mm -hmm. You know, even recalling the things that maybe you admired in the past or good memories or whatever, like, what do I admire about them or their interactions with other people? Yeah. Um, and then do you have the other and, one? Yeah. And how can I begin to encourage my spouse? That's a huge one, actually. Yeah. Um, when you start to just encourage your spouse, instead of being frustrated with them, say, say they make the same mistake over and over and over and they do the same thing over and over and over and over. The best thing for you to do is not to react in a uh, blow up way. But if you can just be like uh, encouraging and lifting them up, um, they're more likely to turn around and do the right thing because you're encouraging them. You believe in them. You, you can show them that I know there's good. I know that you can do better. 
and I believe in you. Yeah. Now, next time, let's let's try. You know, when you were encouraging them, you're amazing. You start telling them the, the good things about themselves. But yeah, how can I begin to encourage my spouse? Yeah. Well, I think too, when you really like, if your heart is that you want to have a softer heart towards your spouse, like you're going to be able to get there. Like the yeah. Lord is going to honor that, you know, and like, I want to see my spouse the way that you do and I, God, and I want to love them better. Um, like he's going to, he's going to help you For sure. with that. Um, you know, and I have found, and this isn't in my notes, <laughs> So I have found <laughs> that the more that I really seek the Lord, mm-hmm. the more I try to just like work on myself and grow and be the best version of myself I can be, mm-hmm. the more grace I have to give to you. Yeah. You know, and, and it's true. the more that I am just softer and have more compassion and understanding because I'm in a healthier place, yeah. you know, and, and I can kind of be like, Oh no, that's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, and so having here, have a conversation. If this is something you feel like you could do, I would highly recommend have a conversation about the current reality of your marriage, mm. you know, uh, without pointing fingers or blaming your spouse, you want to take responsibility for your part. Yeah. Um, you know, so if we were in this situation, we might sit down and I might just say, you know, hey, like, I've really been thinking about our marriage and what it was like in the beginning and how much I love you and I care about you and this beautiful family we have, you know, our kids and this life. And I really want to be married to you forever. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and then say, like, I've been feeling like, you know, maybe there's some things we can do to, um, make our marriage feel healthier Mm -hmm. and happier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, and and I always say this, like take responsibility for your own stuff first. I know I like, Hey, I know that I've been a little bitter or that I've been a little snappy Mm -hmm. or maybe I haven't been super kind or encouraging lately. Um, and I'm, I just want to say, I'm really sorry for that. Like I, I'm seeing that I'm going to work on that. That's not really my heart. Um, and I just think that's a great way to start the conversation. Now I realize that the other spouse might be like, say something really mean. You're right. (laughs) A hundred percent. I realize that there's a good chance that's going to be the response. Like, you know, well, yeah, I'm glad you finally figured out you're being such a butthead. Um, but yeah that's kind of a good place to start. You know, it's kind of going to give you that like, okay, we're, the conversation is starting like, Hey, I'm really going to do my part. Um, and I just wanted you to know that. And that might be how you end the conversation. That might totally. be the end of the conversation. Totally. And then maybe in another week you might say like, Hey, I just want to see if you've noticed I've been less bitter, you know, like just kind of check in and see, and this is going to take a lot of humility Yeah, for sure. and a lot so of vulnerability yeah. too, because if you're, if you are the only one, I would say this, if you're the only one who's really working on things, you're going to have to stay really humble and realize that like, it might just be you for a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but to remember too, like if you have committed like before the Lord, like it's not just you, you're not alone. Like he's going to honor that, but just keep doing it. Cause you having less bitterness in your heart and less anger is really only going to serve you and going to make you the best version of yourself. It's going to so change true. your interaction with your spouse, with your kids, with your friends, your family at work. Cause I know when I'm not bitter, I just feel calmer. Like mm-hmm. my interactions are calm. I'm not snapping at my kids. I'm not yelling at the dogs. You know, yeah. I'm just like, okay, I can, I can do this. Yep. 
That's so good. You know, and we got to begin to believe uh, the best rather than assume that the worst, you know, yeah, and so, that's so good. Say that so one more time. We <laughs> begin to believe the best rather than assume the worst. Yeah. We have to believe in our spouse. We have to begin to just look at yeah. them through the eyes of the Lord and not through the eyes of the negativity and the things that they don't do right. And like I said earlier, it's so easy to focus on the, the negative, but we need to begin to believe for the best and not for the worst. Yeah. Um, I think so many times we assume they're just going to fail. Like we assume like no matter what's going on, no matter what kind of decision we're going to, they're going to make, no matter what we're doing, they're probably going to do the worst thing. Um, and when you have that kind of attitude, all that's going to do is grow that bitterness inside side of you. Right. And if you continue to grow the bitterness inside of you, um, the situation will only get worse. And so it's so much better to always hope and believe for the best in your spouse, in your marriage and in yourself, um, instead of assuming the worst. And when you do that, like I said, your, your mind shift, there's going to be something inside of you that's going, I can do this. We can push forward. We can get past, um, the bitterness and the anger that we feel. Yeah. Well, I, and as you were saying that, I was thinking like, you know, when you know that someone already has like a preconceived notion about you. Oh, for sure. Like if if you, you know, know that that person already thinks you're not good enough or failing. Yeah. Like you're just like, well, they already think that, so I'll just, <laughs> you know, it almost. But when you so know, like man, they think I'm amazing and they really believe in me. Like you want to continue to live up to that. Like you're like, I want to keep doing that. So true. You know, but if you know, they're like, well, I always let them down. And that's like, we're so careful with our kids. You know, it's like how, you know, you don't want your kids to feel like they're always letting you down and how you talk to them. And it's the same with your spouse. If constantly they're like, well, no matter what I do, even if I'm taking out the trash and making sure the bills are paid and doing this, if she's still not going to be appreciative, then totally. I'm not going to do anything What's the else. Point? Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately that is kind of how it is. It a is. Reality. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a reality. So if you assume, are you, what was it? Assume. Begin to believe the believe best. Believe the best. Okay. Rather than assume the worst. So if you believe worst. the best rather than assuming the worst, then, you know, it changes the narrative. It changes perspective. Like if, if Julian forgets something rather than being like, well, he just forgot again. Like, I can't believe he forgot again. I might say like, Hey babe, I know you probably didn't mean to forget. No big deal. Like the coffee wasn't made, but I know you would have made it had you remembered, but I just want to remind you, you know what I mean? Like there's such a difference in just having the conversation differently, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not manipulation. That's the thing is some people are like, well, that's manipulative. You try to say it in such a way that, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, it's just being wise and being kind. And if that's manipulation, then okay. Um, (laughs) wisdom. So you, what is it? You you don't have wisdom. You is dumb. That's his little trademark. But that's the thing is I'm like, say it in such a way that it's honoring and remember this how I need to be communicated with and to is different than Julian. Yeah, so true. So your spouse, this is totally different, you know, because we talk about a lot of communication, but in these conversations, like you may ask yourself first, like, what is the best way to approach this with my spouse, with mm. the, who they are, how yeah. they communicate? Yeah, there you, you know? go. That's it. And it's just so different because how we communicate how I like to talk, how you like to talk is different. For sure. You know, and so it's like, 
that. I say like a lot. He's told me that. I still say it. <laughs> I'll work on it, but I haven't tried like. yet. Like it, like a lot. I say it a lot. So I'm just going to keep okay, saying I it. I realize that I say it too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so much. You learn so much. You learn <laughs> when you host a podcast about it's yourself. So true. It's actually super fun and funny, but it's true. Um, so anyway, kind of just to recap and then actually to answer this question, which I feel like we probably have kind of answered this question, but we get this question a lot. Um, how, how do, do I, I bring, bring this up? up without sounding controlling? Say it one more time. Sorry. I was talking at the same time as you. No, that's okay. You can say it now. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> how do I bring this up without sounding controlling? Oof. So that question actually came up a lot this week. Uh, um, multiple times in different avenues. Yeah. Different avenues, different people. But, um, how do I bring this up without sounding controlling. Um, it's, it's going to take finesse. It's going to take you really thinking about how you're going to approach the situation. I have a question. Do you ever talk to yourself? Uh, all the time. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Why? I'm just wondering, cause like sometimes this is going to sound funny, but like if I'm driving and I'm by myself, I'm sure that people think I'm crazy. They probably just think I'm on my Bluetooth, but if I know I'm going to have to have a tough conversation, not necessarily you just you, I practice. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then I'm like, did that sound mean? How would I receive that? Like change the way I'm saying yeah. it. So it's like, maybe it's you funny. need to have the conversation. It's funny. Cause I do that too, but I or do like it. If I'm practicing like a, I don't know, presentation or yeah, I don't that's know, exactly whatever. It. So I do it and or I if always, I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> I always get them like the, the bitterness out first and I say it in such a way that I'm like, I could never say it like that. Say it like that. Yeah. That'd be awful. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I know what I, I know how I feel now. Yeah. Yeah. When you say it, and <laughs> I say it, it out loud up, and now I know how I good. feel. Right. Now I need to Actually, figure yes. out how to finesse that communication without tearing them That's apart. That's a really good point. Yeah. If you feel frustrated with your spouse, you know, you're going to have a conversation. If, I mean, maybe people are going to think we're crazy for talking to yourself, but if you are saying it, or even like, you know, writing it in a journal, if you're like, I'm not talking to myself, you guys are insane. Okay. Write it out and be like, that caused a bitterness to get yeah. like twinged. Do you know what I mean? Like I felt frustrated in that. Um, and I would say something that has been like, so monumental for me over the last few years is just becoming aware of those feelings and, and not, not suppressing them, not being like, I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't feel that way. So I'm just not going to feel it. No process the feeling. Mm -hmm. I am feeling mad, frustrated, irritated, whatever. doesn't mean it's okay to stay in it, but you need to process through it because guess yeah. what? You either process it or it's going to process you <laughs> and it is just going to come out in a way that is so not good. That is right? so good. Say that one more time. Well, <laughs> you need to process it or it's going to process oh my you. Gosh. And so much of, and it's true. Like if you do not deal with that feeling you feel, it's just going to, it comes out and just keeps building and building and building. And I think oftentimes we're like, I just want my marriage to make me happy. <laughs> Honey, your marriage is supposed to make you more <laughs> holy. <laughs> like the Lord wants yeah. to like, he wants it's to gonna break you down and build you up again. <laughs> like that's really what <laughs> and it's not gonna a do. bad thing. My marriage does make me happy. I love totally. being married to Julian. It also has has revealed in me that like you cannot be selfish. I have to think of someone else first. I don't get to just close myself in my room for days and and watch Netflix and do whatever I Sounds want. Amazing. And, I know. <laughs> Remember when we used to okay, Before this kids? reminds me, and then we need to wrap this up because I just feel like I'm talking now about nothing. But 
before we had our first one, yeah. we binged 24. Oh my gosh. Yes. All night long. Oh, I mean, we would watch it because I had horrible heartburn. Remember, yeah. I had horrible heartburn. I could barely you were sleep. You were I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. I was pregnant. Like I was well, she was early, but the I was worst about to give birth. She was and she had lots of hair on her head. Yes. Okay, let's see. Apparently you get answer. heartburn if your baby's so apparently it's like a hairy. what do they call those old wives? Sorry, tale I'm or a something? hairy guy, I can't help it. <laughs> our little our youngest had a uh, our oldest had a lot of hair when she was born. But anyway, yeah. to recap this episode, because now yeah. I'm just Wait, talking hold about on. Okay, hold on. just hold on. So we, we really did didn't we... dive into that though. How do Which I one? bring this up without sounding controlling? Oh, okay, you're right. so practical. Okay. Um practical thing is You mean first, talking to yourself is not practical? That's I'm very kidding. practical. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, but, but yes, but in all reality, yes. Every situation is different. Yep. Your marriage, like we can't really give you the most intuitive answer because we don't know what's going on in your marriage. And you know? your spouse. And your spouse. Yeah. We need to like, there's a lot of variables that you have to consider. Now, all that being said, there are, there are principles that you can yeah. keep in line when it comes to communicating this with your spouse. Um, number one, obviously be kind and patient, right? If yes. you can just be kind and patient and help them even realize whether you need to preface it from the very beginning. Hey, just so you know, what we're about to talk about is not an attack. That's not what I'm doing at all. That's good. Um, yeah. if, if you can preface that, especially to a guy like, like for me, like if she tells me, Hey, I'm about to say something and I want you to know this is I do this a love. Lot, <laughs> this is love. This is not me attacking you. I love you yeah. so much. And I just, I see something that I feel like we should probably talk about. Um, when you preface that it helps the mind settle because there, it'll be less likely to put up a defense mode, right? Defense and well, I'm a failure and I'm the worst and you're just mean and you don't see how things, how yeah. things, how you like that reaction base. So let's, let's calm the reaction down as much as possible by prefacing what we're, what we are really talking about. Um, and that it's not an attack. You just want to help your marriage get further. Um, but also it's, it's the approach of, um, I love you so much. Okay. Yeah. And we always, we see this a lot with, uh, ministry and everything we did, but I love you so much. Here's this we're well, going to make like a little a sandwich. sandwich, right? Yeah. Here's the top. I love you so much. Here's the meat. Here's some things I feel like we could really work on. We, I said something very particular here though. I said, I here's some things I think we could really work on yeah. together. Um, I feel like we can get better at this if we work together. I mean, there's a lot of we's in there. I'm not yeah. saying you, 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 I'm yeah. saying we should do this together. When you put yourself in the mix and you, you make it a collaborative, um, mix with, with what you're talking about, they're going to be more likely to go. Yeah, you're right. We could totally do that, do that together. because we sounds way better than pointing the finger and saying you, because then it's an attack. Right. So the sandwich doesn't matter. Then you finished it up with, and I really believe in our family and I believe in our marriage. And I yeah. think that we have a great thing going and I would just want, all I want to do is make it better. And that's why I love you so yeah. much. You got the bread, you got the meat, you got the second sandwich. Boom. <laughs> it's a principle of just yeah. honestly being kind and yeah. patient and loving and yeah. understanding. Yeah. Well, and you know, Cause we get asked a lot, like, and I, it was mostly wives asking like, how oh, do you make sure this isn't controlling? You know, and we talked about, I mean, this is like, it's not a lack of trust or because I need to control your location. It's an, it's an honor and respect. Yeah. And 
when you said I do to me, you said, here is all of me. You can have it. Yeah. All of my, where I'm at, what I'm doing, my finances, my life. That's what we see marriage as. Yeah. So I guess it's this is like, how do you fundamentally see your marriage? Yeah. Because if that's not how you are operating, because we had, you know, some people that are like, well, I'm in this kind of, this is my relationship. We're not speaking to you necessarily. Yeah. We're speaking to those who have committed to be married to their spouse to, when and two want become to have one. boundaries. That yeah. is who we are speaking to, you know? And so, you know, we, it can be maybe an awkward conversation when you start. For sure. But like I said, a lot of times it's, I'm going to do this because I feel like I want to make sure I'm honoring you. So for example, you know, and this might be, we talk a lot about with phones, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram or whatever. Um, you know, Hey, I want you to have the, if you don't have the password, I want you to have the password to my phone. And actually I'm going to set up face ID so that if you want to pick up my phone and look at it or whatever, you have access to it. I I just want to make sure you know, I have nothing ever to hide from you and I respect you and I love you. And it doesn't mean you have to say, are you going to do it? You know what I mean? So it's like, we always talk about, it's really starts with you, you know, and I would also say disclaimer, if your relationship has like something be like, if you are being victimized by your spouse, you don't have to say, oh, it's me. I have to change myself. That is not what we're saying. That's what I want to say is we're not, we're not speaking to that. That is, Hey, they do need some help that's a bigger thing. You know what I mean? And I never want someone to think like, oh, they're saying I need to, to change or I need to do something. Yeah, we, like I said Absolutely at the very beginning, not. We, we don't know your situation. Right. We're no, just talking and I know you would never a say general that. statement. But I never want, you know, like yeah, someone to be like, sure. well, I will have to change. And then, you know, that, but just those boundaries are so, that's how we, that's how we do that. You yeah. know, we obviously have a whole episode on that, but it's always like, well, <laughs> don't have the boundaries. <laughs> People are like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not going to do that. That's controlling. Okay. Go, go ahead. Don't do it. Um, that's your prerogative. So true. But, um, yeah. so, so to true. recap, yep. recap, if you're like, okay, we want to do this, but we're not quite maybe where this conversation would go very well. Um, acknowledge the bitter root or the anger that you're feeling or that might be happening in your marriage, you know, listen to your body, the response of if your spouse walks in the room, if you're like, Ooh, like something's deeper is going on there. Um, and then start to untangle it, like start to untangle those vines that have been there, Mm -hmm. take down those bricks. Like, man, I'm mad about this. I'm going to start like taking this down, you know? Yep. Um, and then try to see them how God sees them. What are the things I admire about them? Like start to recall those things. And how can I encourage my spouse? Mm-hmm. Um, and then have a conversation about the current reality of your marriage without yeah. pointing fingers or blaming. Take responsibility for your part of whatever it is um, and begin to believe the best rather than assume the worst mm-hmm. in your spouse. And then also just like apologize um, for the things that, you know, you feel like responsible for, you know, interactions. And remember you can only can change you and you can only really control your own actions and That's behaviors. Right. Um, That's yeah. good. Good job. 
Thanks, babe. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you do have any more further questions um, or you just need someone to talk to, you know, just set, shoot us a DM. We will answer you. Um, and so we want to hear from you, your thoughts, your your issues. We want to know what's going on because obviously we are talking from our experiences and maybe some experiences of people that we've talked to, but um, we want to know more of what's going on and how we can be helpful yes. to you but thank you so much for being a part of Young, Dumb, and Love. Make sure you click subscribe and stay in tune with what we're doing. We'll see you guys next time.